that buzzing? Ugh, unfortunately, it's flying mosquito season. How can something so small be such an issue for livestock? We'll talk to the folks at Sioux Nation Ag Center today to help keep that buzzing away. Hi, folks, and welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Geis. Now, on today's program, we are featuring Michael Eggleston, PAS, the key account manager for Kimlin Equine. Really great to have you here today, Michael. Oh, thank you very much. Glad to be here. Now, Michael has had 17 years in professional equine industry experience with a nutrition emphasis. Now, he, he started his career as an entrepreneur. You were the owner and head farrier of Eggleston Farrier Service, and you managed and built a really nice business that, from its inception, was a thriving practice to focus on performance horses and clinical farrier work. Is that correct? Yes, sir. That's a pretty big endeavor right there. Probably not the brightest decision. Um, early on, I thought, this is going to be an easy job. I get to work with horses all day and and day one you learn okay my back hurts i'm sore and uh, you earn every dollar you know i was before we called or or started our conversation i was having a conversation here with uh, another person and said you know that farrier work there's only got to be one job that's harder on a person than a livestock veterinarian that's got to be a farrier yeah you're you're exactly right (laughs) (laughs) well i'll tell you what for the folks listening out there michael now lives over in whitesboro texas with his wife stacy and their daughter bristol now, you've got a commercial cattle operation in addition to raising and training ranch horses. Yes, sir. What we want to talk about today then, though, is specifically in horses, but in general, it, it, because it involves a lot of different species, is gut health. Because really, gut health is such an important key to the performance of the animal. Oh, no, you're, you're absolutely correct. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things that's, uh, that's often overlooked, you know, and from the farrier aspect, you know, we, we were always taught, you know, in farrier school, um, you know, no hoof, no horse. And I think we've all heard that adage a, a million times. And, and although that rings true, we can even take it a step further that, you know, if you don't have a healthy gut, you don't have a healthy horse. Oh, absolutely. And, and then just the interaction between the gut and all the other systems as a farrier, I'm sure that's, that's a very obvious thing. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, it, it, can be, you know, often linked to, you know, performance issues, overall well-being, behavior, you know, disease prevention. So horses that suddenly they seem like they just have this constant immune response going on or, you know, just visual signs. You know, my horse's coat doesn't look as good. His hooves are bad. I'm giving him a supplement, but he's still having issues. Well, I mean, it can all boil down to that gut. Um, You know, if you don't have that healthy gut, you don't have something that's uh, helping prevent disease by allowing those toxins into the bloodstream. Um, you're not getting the most out of that feed of those supplements because you're not able to to efficiently digest or absorb those nutrients. And it just, it, everything, all the other systems can start to just fall apart. Maybe one thing we can delve into in particular, a specific aspect of an unhealthy gut, which would be leaky gut syndrome. Could you define that for us? You know, absolutely. And it's it's pretty simple. It's, it's almost self-explanatory. So leaky gut syndrome or LGS is essentially just a breakdown in the permeability of that intestinal tract. You know, if we look at the, the anatomy of that intestinal wall, it's essentially one cell thick. So it's extremely thin. And then you have this mucosal layer inside and, and that's it. So you have this barrier function. And what happens is, is that animal is stressed out or it gets sick and that, that intestinal barrier begins to break down. It allows these toxins to flow out of that intestinal tract into the bloodstream and it can spread that throughout the entire body. In doing so, it also has an effect where it breaks down that that 
intestinal wall's ability to absorb key nutrients. So that's really why we define it as LGS or leaky gut. What are some causes of leaky gut syndrome? We always tie it to stress. You know, and, and when I say stress, oftentimes with horses, we, we associate that with like a performance stress or an injury that's creating a, a long lasting stress, but it can be anything. So we see it in the environment. So as we saw in Texas here a few weeks back and, and most of the people in the Midwest, we had these crazy temperatures. So it's not just heat. It's also extreme cold. That put a serious amount of stress on a lot of the performance horses down here because they're not used to minus 8, minus 10 degree weather. And we had that for a week. So that creates a stress. Um, extreme heat in the summertime, that can create it. Even just combining a moderately hot day with high humidity, that creates a stress. Um, situational. So loading up your horses, hauling them to the vet to get their coggins done or get their teeth floated. Or say you're going to have the farrier come in and he's a hot shoer and he's burning shoes on and it's a, a whole new environment for them to be exposed to. That can create stress um, or even dietary. So suddenly that hay quality isn't quite so good, you know, or it's getting to be the, the end of winter going into spring and you're feeding out the last of that hay you have stored and it might have a little bit of mold in it. That mold can create stress. So there's a whole lot of things that it can actually contribute to stress that we don't normally associate with a, a normal, you know, a normal stressor. Absolutely. I mean, and so many things are out of our control. Exactly. And it's, it's an everyday thing. So the problem is, is it creates these small recurrent leaks. And over time, they can even increase, they can cause more damage, it can move from an acute experience to a chronic one, where it's just it's long lasting, it's harder and harder to overcome. So you've moved out of that preventative maintenance for that rapid treatment phase. And suddenly you're into this, okay, we have an uphill battle ahead of us, we have to get extremely proactive working with our vet to develop a solution. Sure enough. Now, I suppose for the folks listening out there that maybe aren't quite as familiar with leaky gut syndrome, what would be some things that they might notice in their animal that would be indicative of leaky gut syndrome? So this was really interesting to me, um, primarily because I've been a horse person my whole life. I, you know, my folks are veterinarians. I grew up in a vet clinic and you know, we always see these symptoms and we're trying to treat those specific symptoms. And then suddenly I realized these are all connected. And whenever I really dove into LGS, I realized, man, these, these normal little things, th those were the precursors. So things like this rapid transition or change in behavior, suddenly my horse is more irritable. I would see it in performance horses. Like when I was roping, my horse would do really good, but the more I pushed him, the more he started to fall apart and it would be that that mental that mental side that'd be the first break um poor performance so suddenly you're not getting quite as much run out of your horse or you're not getting that same consistent pattern whatever that that initial performance standard was you start to see it slowly decline um, laminitis is something that a lot of uh, a lot of folks in the Midwest experience especially when they have a, a lot of green fescue coming on insulin resistance um your horse is overly girthy when saddled. Obviously, we all have those that like to, to suck up a little bit of air and blow it on us. But uh, when they're overly girthy and it's not a, a normal uh, behavior for them, that's a good indicator. Uh, loose manure or chronic diarrhea. Uh, we call it fecal water syndrome. Um, that's a good indicator. And then chronic and recurrent colic. So those can all be precursors or, or good indicators, rather. And a lot of times we see these symptoms 
where they, I call it bundling, where you don't just see one of them because one of them can just be a, a different situation. But when you start to see multiple symptoms occurring, that could be a good indicator that you're dealing with some LGS. Sure enough. So just because I saddle it up and then about five minutes later, the cinch is floating loosely below the horse doesn't mean necessarily I got LGS going on. I just got one that doesn't want me to put that saddle on. Exactly. It could just be that, you know, that's, that's one of his, his little quirks. I have, I have a mare like that. She, she's a terrific horse, but um, when you first saddle her up on Monday, that's, that's the first thing she does is she tries to make herself as wide and thick as possible (laughs) and pin her ears back and kind of looks at me like, we're not ready to do this today. Sucks all the air in she's got. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And five minutes later, when, after she's had to take a deep breath, she's, she suddenly dropped a hundred pounds. Yeah. The saddle starts to feel really shaky from side to side. (laughs) Um, you know, and under the symptoms, even allergies, if your horse doesn't normally experience allergies, but suddenly you see that they're again bundled or maybe even tied in with some of these other symptoms, that can be one. Because as we see that breakdown of that barrier function, suddenly you don't have a, a really good tight fishnet, so to speak. You have these big gaps in that intestinal wall. Those toxins are leaking into the bloodstream. They're spreading throughout the body, and this is causing systemic inflammation, uh, and it can be expressed like allergies. So, you know, that's one of those other key things to look for is anything out of the norm, and, and you start to ask yourself, okay, is this normal? No, it's not. What other symptoms am I seeing? Is it diarrhea? Um, is it, you know, poor behavior? Is he lethargic? You know, these are all things to really to really be looking for. Now, if people are noticing this, what are some of the things they can do to try to counteract what they're seeing? You know, so there's really three areas of focus. So one, we want to clean up that feed. So let's make sure that we're trying to take out all of those variables that we're actually putting into that horse. So make sure you're cleaning up that water. Good, clean water is the the number one thing. Uh, Secondly, make sure you're feeding high quality forage. If you noticed any kind of dust, any kind of mold, uh, try to pull that out and see if you know you can mitigate some of those stressors, uh, and then feeds. Make sure you're feeding a good quality, uh, you know, grain or pellet ration if you're feeding that kind of ration, and make sure that same thing. You're not smelling any um, more dust than normal or any kind of mold or, or mildew or anything like that. Um, second, we want to try to build up that intestinal wall. So we got to stop those leaks, and we can do that with a product called Butaprol ZEQ. So it's a combination of butyric acid and zinc, and it really works just to re-strengthen that intestinal tract. And by doing so, it's going to help uh, reduce the incidence of LGS in addition to helping resolve some of that underlying problem. There again, the goal with this isn't to try to cure the problem. It's trying to give that animal its best chance to deal with those daily stressors. And then lastly, we want to try to knock out some of those toxins and pathogens that they are going to be exposed to. There again, despite our best, you know, our best intentions, we can't remove everything they're going to be exposed to. You know, as you know, these animals, if they're co-mingling, if they're out in the environment, they're going to be exposed to some kind of pathogen. Uh, so we just want to try to give them the best chance to fight those off. And we can do that with a product called Clostat. It's a, a probiotic and it's actually shown an incredible ability to mitigate some of those equine specific pathogens. Sure enough, if people are interested in these products, is there a location they can find them at? 
Yeah. So Kevin Equine is an ingredient company and we work with a wide array of top feed and supplement companies so we can bring these solutions directly to you. The goal is not to add another supplement on top of your feed, on top of what you're already supplementing. It's to incorporate it into the feed, into the supplement already. Um, We suggest reaching out to your preferred feed or supplement company and ask if they're actually formulating with ingredients. There's a lot of companies out there that are utilizing it in certain products. So just defining which ones is is a great start. You can also visit Kemen.com slash leaky gut. That's K E M I N.com slash leaky gut to learn more about where you can find the ingredients and what products are incorporating them. Well, Michael, thank you very much for the information. We really appreciate that. And uh, I can definitely vouch for it from the beef cattle side that leaky gut syndrome, especially in neonatal calves, is a pretty big problem. And so it's intriguing to hear about how it affects the horses in, in these ways that are maybe a little bit more nuanced than we see in the cattle. No, terrific. You're absolutely right. There's a lot of association between the two. You know, I, I always relate it to kind of like stalker cattle. What happens when, you know, when you're purchasing cattle, you know, to, to put out on weed or, you know, to, to get ready to send to the feed yard, you know, they're, they're all high risk. They're already been stressed. They've been on trucks. They've been run through the feed or run through the sale barn. And then suddenly they're, they're in your hospital pen and they're sick and they're chronically ill. Um, you know, there's a good indicator of stress. So how can we start to mitigate that? So some of those other nutrients that we're putting into their diet, they're getting the most out of it. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for this information. Greatly appreciate it. And thank you very much to our listening audience out there for taking the time to stay with us here today. Y'all take care, folks. 